0: and welcome back to Perspectives with the Seth and Martina I just figured like this you had to switch it up every now and then because you know L does come before M um,
1: so
0: you know we want to keep it alphabetical over here but yes welcome back folks um, if you've been tuning in we've been talking about selfishness of America which uh, if you have listened to us over the last few years you know it's nothing it's nothing new. It's nothing surprising for us to talk about. We just have created a mini-series here. Just wanted to get a little bit more concrete of what mean of, of what we mean when we say selfishness of America. So, yes, if you have not listened, which I guess technically you don't have to listen in order, but it would mean a lot. If you go back and start with the first part, and we really talked about American culture, you know, we're talking about selfishness of America. So A big part of that is just, you know, are some things that we do as Americans inherit or is it things we pick up in an environmental surroundings, which is always goes back to nature versus nurture, which applies to culture as well. So I think, yeah, today we're just gonna, you know, wrap up this series and just kind of bring in a few things to a conclusion. And some of our last thoughts that we have, which is not the end, as you all know, uh, because do we ever finish the topic we do no. I mean it's just so much it's so much to do it's something always happening so I'm like this would be the end for now until we come back and focus on this again so I'm gonna throw it over to my lovely co-host for her to add in some words
2: Oh, you like some words <laughs> no yeah I'll, I'll agree with what you said of um, how will this will be the episode we'll kind of wrap up this little mini series on, uh, but there's I think the last uh, episode we even said there's so much to uncover, so much to just explore that you know we could probably spend the rest of the year just talking about this and exploring. Uh, but I think one thing that we'll we'll kind of see and we alluded to in some of the previous episodes around this topic is. That's so much of what we touch on and talk about kind of feed into this uh, idea of the selfishness of America and, you know, our culture, our society as a whole, um, and really kind of seeing all those things come together. Because even, I remember that in the last episode, go back and listen to that one, I even said something along the lines of, I'm processing this in real time, and there's so much that I'm, <laughs> I'm connecting dots to that it was it's just inherently what I think is gonna end up happening with uh particularly this series and I think as we start going into different topics and different things we'll we'll be able to connect back to this series and it'll just continue on from that because um I think one of the questions we posed uh, at the last uh, episode or we kind of touched on a little bit was, is American culture inherently selfish? Like, is is it just selfish because of, A, how this country was founded, uh, how it continues to operate? Uh, We look at, I mean, we are a very capitalistic society uh, and capitalism is very me, myself, and I, and I'm gonna get what's mine first, and then, you know, good luck to whoever is next, whoever um, whoever's behind me, you know, I think, and that, and I think that's where I think we can kick off, you know, we can, that could just be where we start, where uh, if we look back and we look at some of the conversations we had, uh, particularly around convenience, I think we spent some bulk of the time talking about convenience, and it's different iterations, you know, we think about convenience of like mobile ordering. And now like for Target, I could just order, pick up curbside, don't even have to go into the store and just be like, bring my stuff out. And I'm like, go home now. Um, so there is this lot of convenience around it. But I think what's driven America to its, whether you want to call it success or it's, you know, position of power in the world. When I think back and it's me just kind of real time thinking and processing through is the idea of convenience. I mean, you inconvenience others and you degrade others and you do this and it's been for the convenience of one particular race in this country has been the priority And we continue to see it play out. Um, That's where my thoughts at right now. Well, I'm going to kick it back to you, Martina.
0: I have so many words. I have thoughts, I should say. So (laughs) you mentioned Target, um, you know, because a lot of this, well, things got somewhat more convenient during the pandemic for people, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like oxymoron in a way. Um, You mentioned picking up curbside. I just think like, I do not have a car. I don't know if I've mentioned that on here or not. And so my main points of transportation is I take the CTA or Uber or my lovely friends will give me a ride every every now and then. Um, but basically, I really don't have to leave my house. You know? And being an introvert, being at home is probably my favorite thing to do anyway. <laughs> it, it, it is. Like, I love being at home. This is why I love the convenience of, of home and the convenience that by, if I literally, which. I do leave my house, I have to sometimes. But in the instance that I don't want to, I can, I can literally have Target delivered to me uh, probably mm-hmm. in under two hours, maybe yeah. if that long. Um, and you know, Target's only like a 10 minute walk for me. So I try not to, I don't do that. But I'm just saying, but if, but if you talk about very much convenience, yeah. um, that is a big part of it. And I think Lisette, you said something too, I'm trying to think back to what you were saying right after you talked about that that part about being mobile, like having having mobile options. You mentioned something. Oh, um, talking about is convenience just something that's inherently American? Where did it start? How did we get here? And it just made me think about you know, so interesting for a country as young as we are, kind of compared to other countries, is that originally the uh, non-colored people who decided to come here, were seeking religious and political and just independence and freedom from
1: mm-hmm.
0: Great Britain. So it's just always so interesting to me that those same people left an uh, oppressed situation and have come here to the United States and just basically oppressed other people. <laughs> and it's, you know, and so it just kind of made me think about, you know, Convenience, I don't think it necessarily started with people of color. Like we said, it wasn't necessarily created for us. I don't think, and you know, it makes me like, people, do people even think about the convenience part of it? I think about convenience a lot, actually, because one of my big I hate being (laughs) inconvenienced. I do not like being.
2: I think most people don't like being convenient.
0: Most people don't like being inconvenienced, but it does beg to differ. Like I feel somewhere along the way, non non non-white americans started to participate i guess in some of these Mm -hmm. things of convenience that wasn't necessarily geared towards them um because now i know just as many people of color hey like they're gonna they're gonna do that instacart order because they're not they're not doing it they're not they're not getting up and leaving their house and people will pay a little because you obviously when you make these such orders or even having things shipped to your house, you're paying a little bit extra money for that convenience. And for most of us, I don't think we really even like, sometimes if it's just ridiculously um, priced, then it will stand out. But most of us, we don't really blink an eye at just maybe a few dollars. We're like, oh, I know I'm paying for this convenience. Um, So it kind of made me think of that. And then I wanted to give an example of an American abroad. When I thought about myself, I really, again, I'm making it about me, convenient, right? Hey. Um, briefly, I'll say I was in Europe about two weeks ago, maybe, maybe two weeks ago. And, you know, mm-hmm. I always keeping in my mind how when I'm an American in another country, I know things are not geared towards me. That's not my country, you know? So okay. I always try to come into another country with an open mind because pretty much everybody hates Americans anyway. That's why I say I, you know, sometimes I say I'm from Canada. So, you know, it's a little different, but I don't know how much better Canada is. But um anyway, so when I was in uh France and we were staying in the Airbnb, I think I was doing pretty good. But they don't have air conditioning over there. Not not like we do. Mm-hmm. Um and they don't drink water as much as we do. And I'm a big water person. I mean, you always see me. I'm always drinking water. I just drink water. And I take that for, um, I, I take it for granted, having the convenience of being able to turn my AC down as much as I want to, and being able to drink as much as water as I want to. So when we went to the Airbnb, and the AC didn't go down any lower than probably like 69, and they didn't even have any water in the fridge, that is when my American side to come out, my American side started to come out because they were inconvenienced American side my American side because you know sometimes I don't I don't like being American um but my American side came out and I was just like so I was like I told I told my friends I was traveling when I was like like you see I was trying I'm trying to acknowledge that I'm another country um acknowledging the people the language but it's hot as hell in the summertime. And near the uh, south of France, they, they have the Mediterranean type weather, which is humid, just like it can get humid here in Chicago. Although, thanks Chicago, it's not as humid as the south, but y'all get what I'm saying. Very humid climate. And how y'all AC can go down lower to 69? And again, you know, I know people like Europe is a very old, you know, continent. It's a lot of old countries. I get it. But that's just an example of me that I wanted to share about I because I, I think I was, you know, of course, taking it back to was I selfish and mm-hmm. how I trying not to be selfish when I'm, I do. I, I particularly try not to be selfish when I'm yeah. traveling to another country because I know people hate us so much. But in that instance, I was just like the American side came out of me um, and it just made me think about you know what martina just suck it up and do it and i did because i had no other choice but it did teach me i will stick to my uh off-season travel because that was a big big inconvenience for me
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's what i learned mm-hmm. Oh, selfishness. selfishness in another country
2: your american selfishness Your
0: american selfishness is. i had to bring it full circle but yes
2: but it, i mean it's one of those things right it's so true right we we see it social media all these things Americans abroad and the entitlement that comes with with being with sometimes being an America abroad and expecting you know whatever you have here in the U.S. to be you know there whatever country you are like I think about like Mexico like oh my god they, they should be speaking English because I see people say that and I'm like you're in their country why should they speak your language you should make every attempt to speak their language you know same if you go to France or any other like there but there is this inherent expectation of um people catering to us yes of like, and it's like no that shouldn't be it but again is it just the culture that we're in the society this American society where it breeds this sense of entitlement of, of like going to a different country and expecting mm-hmm. things to be the same or sort of have the same amenities the same conveniences and like cater to me because I'm American because that's what you see and for the most part, it tends to be white Americans who have more of that entitlement, because as you made every effort to be like, no, I am consciously not going to act that way, because I know better, and I, I, like, and they think, so it's interesting, because then you get into more of the nuance of there's, I mean, I know we've talked about on on our channel about Black culture, right? Mm -hmm. You have Black culture and then you have Asian culture and you have Latino Hispanic culture and then you have subsets of Hispanic and Latino cultures uh, within it. And then you have this white American culture. And for the most part, that's very separate and very different to, you know, because you will find some similarities among, uh, you know, maybe Black, Latino, Hispanic, even Asian culture, you'll find some similarities and you'll find some sort of common kind of ground. Yeah. But a lot of the debate and discussions ends up coming from more of like white American culture versus all these other kind of iterations. So I think that also plays into it of just um, whether it's cultural norms or Things that we traditions we grew up because you know for all for all it is i mean america is still very much a country of immigrants the people that came and continue to come to this country and sort of feed into or kind of deposit from their culture into this american culture but as we have seen Throughout history, even recent years, even just recently, you know, over the last couple of months, you, you, there is this fight to keep what I would define as a white American culture, the dominant culture, and sort of keep it and be like, this, we're going to keep this one way or another. And we're going to make sure that it continues on because we don't want anybody else to influence it. And it drives this, uh, you know, we look at our, you know, policies, legislations, and laws, and just things that have continued to to be enacted in, in our country to just kind of drive this. And this, to me now, is like, is it more of this white American culture selfishness that exists that then we as people of color get influenced or get sort of You know, caught up in the whole thing of it because there's certain things that I would never do as, you know, as a a Mexican American. But like, I see others I'm like, no way. My mama would hit me. My mom, like, you're like, you know, someone is going to correct me because there is no way you do that. And we see, I mean, y'all know we love TikTok so we I you know on my TikTok I see people like oh my god if I was to respond if I was to respond that way to my mother if I was to do that to some to even a stranger like no way I could get away with that uh so I think there's you have these I mean we we operate in sort of different spheres of cultures and different things where it, it all feeds in so it's like where does this selfishness come from? Where I'm like, because from yeah. my viewpoint, it comes from a very specific group in the United States that then kind of has influenced other cultures mm-hmm. and other uh ethnicities and things like that, where it's like maybe our countries where we came from. um You know, at the end of the day, is it white supremacy that has just developed a selfishness that just kind of has permeated into, into the world.
0: You took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to be like, because it's like, we talk about obviously white supremacy. That's yep. just another, that's an extension of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. And we think about, you know, where does this, you know, and you and I talked about American culture earlier in the series where we talked about what the hell is American culture? We were talking about, about like sports and mm-hmm. Fast food. We were talking about what are things that we think yeah. other people outside of America, when they think American culture. Yeah, we were talking about that, and so it is kind of when I think about American culture and how culture is defined in America for the broader, it does stem from white supremacy. Yeah. Um, you know, you and I have talked about, you know, how can we not operate within whites? All of us operate within white yeah. supremacy every day, you know, whether you want to acknowledge it or whether you can't. Imagine it. We all do, you know. Uh, and so I think all of us have, because we are Americans, we oh. have operated uh, in this white American culture as well. Because like you say, it's kind of permeated because, you know, that's the whole point. <laughs> white yeah. supremacy, yep. they, white culture, they want to be the dominant Mm -hmm. um culture and to me you know again like we've talked about in the past it's about control it's about dominance and you know you're talking about the different policies and things that are happening now just across the country i see that as just as a way of control and it's unfortunate because when you get on social media platforms like a tiktok or um an instagram or any of the other ones this is how other countries are defining america right now we have they're like This is a part of their culture. Like all you do is shoot each other up. They uh, try to control people's bodies, and this you will. This other countries are thinking that this is just a part of America, right? And I, I really, I really hate that. To me, that bothers me, and I'm sure like to those who are. How do I say it? I was gonna say a part of the white supremacist. Well, I guess a a part of the actively a part of the white supremacist culture. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what they're going for. You know, they they want, you know, people to not have freedom of choice, whether it's their own medical uh, uh, history, medical illnesses, education. They wanted to all be under white supremacy, like this white supremacist way of doing things. Yeah. And so they just continue to kind of take all the different things that we had moved so far ahead of in this country and it's so interesting now that we have a Supreme Court who's like really just taking us back. And it's just really like they're trying to get back to their old white supremacist culture. OK, they try to, They trying to even even the ones of color up there. They ain't no good either. They ain't no good. They need, they need to go. They need to go. Because every time there's a vote, it's six to three every damn time.
1: Every time.
0: Every time. And that's the way it's going to be. Um, but I was about to get a little bit too political with that. I was about to bring up Hillary Clinton, okay? I mean, we might as well go into it because we're here. You know, like if we all just would have voted for Hillary back in the day, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be here, you know. Um, we, we got countries like Flor honey, Florida is already a world. I think. Like Don't be yeah. call Florida country. <laughs> they, they basically a country, country, Florida they, they could be, go away. Florida. Florida could be a, so in this sense, they are a country, the, the country of Florida. Okay. They, I hear honey test stripping, everybody, everybody writes away, you know, um, for those fortunate and, um, have the resources enough, they're able to move. I mean, we've heard okay. of athletes moving, um, uh, okay. because it's not safe for them. They're, there are the people of color, or they have you know trans kids in their family. So it's a lot of reasons people are moving out of the country of Florida because they are losing their minds. Um, but I was just always think you know we have this one way how we've had uh, American culture defined, which I think traditionally has been like the pickup trucks and fast food, everything supersized. Which yeah. in some countries they still identify with that now. Um, but now it's like this new white culture that's emerging to me, or maybe, you know, I won't say emerging, it's um, resurfacing. cause Yeah, it
1: never, resurfacing. Yeah. It never
0: went away. Um, it's holding
2: on to dear life. It's trying yeah, to hold on.
0: It is holding on, and, and, and the country of Florida is trying to hold on as much as they can, okay? They're trying to, everybody who, who has any sense is trying to leave, um, or they have been able to leave, but everybody can't leave. You know, uh, that's going to become another issue as well. We have people that are going to be stuck in in some of these places and all these unfortunate things are happening and people just sitting around twiddledy, twiddledum. But yeah, I just really had to touch on that because the whole thing about, I just feel like we're entering a whole new white culture in America on top of already the other negativity. Um, And, it's gonna I think be it's just so interesting because when I think of the political parties we have here in the United States, primary Republican and Democrat, to me a lot of the Republican side is often like, it is your problem, it's not our problem. And yeah. we're going to make sure that we control everything. So you have no say-so mm-hmm. at, at all. We don't want you being able to think for yourself at mm-hmm. all. Um and that's
2: kind of where I'm at right now with that. I mean you brought up a lot of points that I'm gonna try to gather my thoughts around but I'll kinda of start the last one because I think the the obviously the two party system I mean mm-hmm. it has to be revisited. We need to figure something new out there because you know when you lump all Democrats, some of them are still very conservative, very, you know, and it's cool if you, if that's how you want to be, you that's, you're right and all that, but we need progressiveness to kind of come through a little bit. We need a combination of some moderate progressiveness happening here. Um, that's a whole other episode. Um, but I think about what you said about Republicans and how they continue to be like, it's somebody else's problem. We're, it's not our problem. We're not going to fix it. It's, you know, deal with it. It's always poor people's problems. Because think about and because I'm still pissed off because of the student loan vote um, that the Supreme Court just was like, nope, we're not going to help you, but y'all help billionaires and y'all help millionaires out here with these companies and these pvp loans that y'all just forgave and we're like oh don't worry about it you go ahead and it's okay because you benefit from it because there's people in government in positions of power who benefit from those being forgiven and they get to just pocket that money
1: yes
2: versus you know millions of students out here you know people with student loan debt people that went did what society told you to do and set you up to be like hey you paid this off I've heard people were like but it's good debt like student loan is good debt now there's no such thing as good debt still debt. like it, it's debt it's and this is a debt that, that for some reason won't go away it doesn't matter how much you pay off there's people who've been
0: having debt for 30 50 years and just aren't able to get rid of it I mean I, I haven't been here 40 years yet but yeah, but it, the, the rate it's going. Yeah, so it's it's one of
2: those things where it's like, why is it always? I mean, I know why, and I'm posing a hypothetical question on here, but it always is like poor people. Yeah, pick yourself up by your own bootstraps, figure it out on your own. But when it's the wealthy, because not even just rich, it's the wealthy who benefit from all these things. Like when it's the wealthy, it's like, oh, let's, let's figure
1: primarily
2: mostly yes. white people yes like, we'll, we'll figure something out because you, you all shouldn't be paying more taxes you all shouldn't be doing like and we'll we'll give you tax breaks and we'll i'm like no i need tax break i should get some do they were he biden wasn't even asking for people to use all of their student loan to be forgiven it was twenty thousand dollars <laughs> up to twenty thousand dollars and i'm like you're acting out here like you're forgiving billions of dollars out here everybody's gone i know i'm like no no, up to twenty thousand dollars
0: that's not a lot
2: and not everyone was gonna get the twenty thousand dollars either so it's like yeah it just trips me out because it's like but then i think the conversation we're having there to me there is this inherent selfishness of like hey we are people when we get to be people of power and we get to a certain tax bracket, we get to make choices for others and we will make choices that are going to benefit who we think will benefit mm-hmm. the, the most, who we think, and it's usually white, wealthy individuals. And then you have some wealthy people of color out here who benefit from it too.
1: Yes. Um
2: and I think that's why, because we talked about this proximity to whiteness,
1: mm-hmm. you
2: lots of people of color who get who would who get a taste of that proximity to whiteness and they're like oh i kind of like this so i want to do whatever i can to make sure that i just keep it but they still see you as black as latino like your skin color is still there they're, they're just tolerating you because yeah. you got money and you might have some pool here and there but they don't always respect you. They don't always, you know, think highly of you. They just kind of tolerate you. But because you crave that proximity to whiteness, I mean, we talked about this a couple series ago, like this proximity to whiteness that we all kind of have to battle a lot of the times as black and brown women and be like, do we go for that? Or do we help the person that's behind me lift them up and bring them along? Or am I just going to sell out and be like, you know what? It's convenient for me. So I'm just going to stay right here and I'm going to close this door and gatekeep as much as I can because I want to keep moving up. Uh, but that that's the dominant culture that we've been sort of brushing and talking about because it that's the way it operates. And I think about, you mentioned also about how, you know, those that came from Britain were running away from religious persecution. Uh, In some of my sort of exploration about religion and evangelicalism and sort of the the, the progressiveness coming into more of evangelical Christianity in in the country, there's those that I've read who have said that the Christians that that left the process that left uh, Britain were like the fringe Christians, what you would call right now, like those that were, you know, the really, know like, that's
1: like, or,
2: or just had like some really crazy out there, um, you know, theology or just things like that, where it just wasn't like, it just was like, yo, y'all are reading the Bible completely off base. Like it was just what we would call now these really like radical like out here Christian or conservative christians is like very like no like you're you're what bible you're reading is not the same one the rest of us are reading which is what some people say were those christians that came to this country looking who were were being persecuted were because you all were out here reading a different bible than the rest of the people on uh, the great britain um, they brought those ideals here and that was the foundation of what now you have uh this Christian nationalism and you have this nationalism around Christianity and that was like the basis of it uh because let me tell you the Christianity I know and the Christianity that is more white Christianity in this country completely different complete am like the evangelical the evangelical Christian that I know and I grew up in and I sort of have versus the white evangelical Christianity completely different so I think there's <laughs> there's that sort of thing that also dives into and it's much more so the nationalistic christianity national christian what it's called evangelical christians out here that is much more driven by a selfishness much more driven by this by none of the ideas and none of the values of jesus so another thing to explore we're gonna run out of time anyway but yeah. another thing we'll have to explore in the future is sort of this Christian nationalism and the the stark difference between you know some understanding of Christianity and what is more of the prominent popular Christianity and how it just conflicts com- completely conflicts each other when I think of what jesus talked and preached and what he did versus what some white christians out here be talking about and be spewing out here and I'm like there's no you don't even meet in the middle like you're you're you here's jesus and y'all over here
0: <laughs> inside the black or white there is no gray.
2: And I, and I i think that also contributes to this selfishness because as as we continue to see Uh, Christianity continues to play a huge role in our politics, a huge role in decisions of the Supreme Court, decisions of like politicians in this country. Um, And there isn't that separation of church and state um, a lot of the times. I think that's also a part of what drives some of the selfishness Mm -hmm. um, in this country too. And um, as a Christian, it makes me really sad to see Christianity being used as a weapon uh, and being used as something to separate and sort of divide. Uh, Because like I said, Jesus, that's not the teaching. Like you read, you read the New Testament, pretty different to what you hear some of these preachers out here. And they're not all white. I know that. Like I know plenty of others who subscribe to that. mentality that.
0: Well, where do they get it from where do they get it from
2: yes but again go back to that proximity to whiteness you have these pastors these leaders these church leaders uh who are either black latino asians you know running out of it who are out here um really kind of spewing these crazy ideas and these crazy kind of thoughts and and who end up having positions of power and influence in our politics and in our legislations, and it just kind of is unfortunate.
0: Now you don't say it too much for me to try to I know
2: I, that's what I said like man, I went I went wait.
0: I would wait because I was listening. I want to say like <laughs> I' be thinking about the Salem witch trials, which one of the things that, if you were considered a witch. Yeah. you know they would do the dunk you in the water and if you uh did not float to the top you were con- you were not considered a witch so basically if you died y- you were not considered a witch so i think it's like something like that so if you if you drowned you were not considered a witch so you basically have um. to be made to like be- not be considered so it just made me think about the fringeness of the group of british folk who came over here hundreds of years ago
1: yeah
0: um, so that was very interesting to hear because they they were doing some weird stuff like it just so that just kind of brought to mind and then you know I'm thinking about the larger like we're talking about christianity and the role that it plays in selfishness which is, should be the opposite but <laughs> we got a lot of greedy people and greedy people are some of them Proclaim to be Christians as well, Um, which I guess, you know, doesn't mean you can't be a Christian if you're greedy. Uh, But that's another topic for another day. We're going to have to dissect that a little bit more. But I'm talking about the more greedy, like the ones that we see in the news. And it's just always surprising to me the selfishness behind it. Because, you know, when you have, like you said, politics, the more conservative uh, evangelistic politics or Christians it exists in the more Republican, conservative side of things. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to be all kumbaya and we're all together. But then to me, just again, it goes back to wanting to have control over everything that everyone is doing. And you as a pastor, or you in any sort of religious leader in the church should know better than that. And you're banking, that other people are gonna be so gung ho for Jesus that they're just gonna follow you right along. And we got some people that are falling right along. And honey, I don't think they know what they falling right along to. I think they just falling right along because obviously we know that a lot of these different groups uh, and these different conservative political figures, they like cater to that all the time. They cater to white people, white culture being afraid of the other. Mm-hmm. Whatever the other is, okay, they cater to that. And, so, and white people, some of them, bless your hearts, y'all be falling right into that. I mean, I don't even want to get started on some of the other stuff because that'll be here too long. But it's just really, to me, is how sometimes you lose the ability to think for yourself. Yeah. Uh, and I, I noticed that um, it almost in the mind put me in the mind of a cult, <laughs> I think, in a way, a lot of it. Uh, just to follow something. Because to me, I'm thinking, do people really believe, do you really think that, um, you know, all children shouldn't be educated to the best of of the country's abilities? Like, is this things you really, is this really it? Like, uh, because I'm a firm believer in separation of church and state, and I am a Christian. I affirm they should not operate together. They are very different because everybody's not religious. Everybody's not a Christian. And so I think you shouldn't force ideology onto anybody. That's just me. I don't, you can't, you can't force somebody to do something that they don't want to do. And the Republicans, again, like, I think it's really comes down to the rules only apply to them. It doesn't apply to anybody else. They can do whatever they want, how they want to do it when they want to do it. Oh, and it's just the way it's going to be. Because me, when I think about, we look at both sides of the aisle, both of them are real fucked up. And Really, I don't think one is better than the other, obviously, but just sitting back, being almost like a spectator in my own country um and watching these things just happen, and when I talk about these things, the different policies that are coming out, you're talking about student loans you know affirmative action is you know gone away like it never happened, these say cities things are unconstitutional. First, the government need to make up its mind, baby. What is constitutional and what is not constitutional? Because I'm tired of hearing this is constitutional. This is not constitutional. You keep going back and forth and you're changing your mind. Again, what's going to benefit that person or that, or that party or that group? Um, and so to me, it's just like, which is it? Is it unconstitutional or is it constitutional? Because are you going to come back in 10 years and say affirmative action is uh, constitutional? It's completely fine okay then like why did you say it was unconstitutional like it just seems like there's so much political muck in the united states right now that it just to me it baffles me and i am i am embarrassed when i think of other countries watching us this is so embarrassing this so we all are not like that please know, like it's just really embarrassing to sit back and to watch the humanity be sucked out yeah like all these different policies and regulations, like they're losing all humanity. And you say, oh, you know, we care about this, that, and another, but you don't. You really don't. You know, you're here for your own selfish, greedy reasons. Um, And I think, you know, we're getting close to time, so I won't go too much into it, but this idea here that you touched on about the ultra wealthy, generally white people of this country. And it makes me think like, when we do this, the next iteration of this series. How did we get so disconnected from rich and poor? It's like, Mm -hmm. what is like, and the thing is, okay, we got to disconnect, let's try to fix it. Obviously, it doesn't seem like this country is doing much to fix it, which again, ties us back to nonprofits, which we did a whole series on. Yeah. Nonprofits are out here doing a lot of the work that government should be doing. Um, And that's just how I'm always gonna see it, it's not, Is there's no other way? I'm probably ever going to see that. Um, So just it makes me think, and I'll I'll continue to think about this. Like, where in this country did we just decide to not care about the person? You know, Uh, because this is one moment where you should care about the individual Mm
1: -hmm.
0: as well as the group. So it's just it really is you know on my mind uh, for next time. How did we 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 we're so far like the rich and the poor so far, and in this country. There's nothing, at least I can see, that's uh, effectively working. Again, I don't know everything that's happening in the country. So if anybody knows in the comments, enlighten me. I Mm -hmm. I would love to hear your thoughts and more about it. But it doesn't seem like enough is being done to help the people in this country who are less fortunate. Not even talking about, like, people who can't pay for college. We're talking about people who can't even afford toilet paper, you know? So um how did we get to this in this country and where it's basically okay which i think is that's what we've been saying about selfishness of america um but that's just some thoughts i have for another time
2: no i know there's so uh, yeah there's so much to continue talking about but i think we'll start wrapping up but the one thing i'll say and sort of that you kind of sparked in my, my brain i think there is uh a conversation to be had, uh, a discussion or exploration of, of race. I mean, we, we know that racism, and we know that drives a lot of the the things that happen in this country. And a lot of the, you know, the structures, the legislations, the policies, things that are put in place. But when you were asking that question of how did we get here? How is this huge disconnect? you know we probably can trace it back and have a conversation of the the role that race plays in that i mean if we look at statistics on who falls on more on the on the side of being poor in this country probably going to find a lot of people of color mm-hmm. um and and you'll have you know whites mixed in there but as we know dominant culture is willing to sacrifice themselves <laughs> to keep their, their dominance. I mean, that's just They'll
0: sacrifice each other.
2: Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's one of those things. I think that there is more to, to explore on there mm. and, and probably just have others be part of this conversation that probably can shed some more light into this uh, conversation, whether it's the the religious side of things and sort of the Christianity, but definitely looking more into race and can't how to I mean can we if we go back in history where are those you know those points in time can we pinpoint to where you know some of the these um things just the the barriers and everything just kind of grew and sort of this disparities kind of grew more and these gaps became wider and wider Probably we'll look and we'll see when civil rights movements were coming and, you know, and, you know, Black Americans were getting rights. That's probably why we'll see why we saw more legislations and more things put into place. And, you know, you brought up affirmative action and we all know and study statistics. Everything shows that white women benefited most out of affirmative action. And so there's just a lot to unpack. I think that's just the theme of this series in general, of this selfishness of America, that I think there's just so much to unpack. There's so much more to discover and, and talk about. Uh, we discovered a lot during these 40-odd uh, minutes that we've been <laughs> talking and, and sort of and seeing, but definitely a lot more to, I think, to come Uh for the series, things that are probably gonna branch out of this of these conversations and we'll kind of circle back to, I think Christianity is probably one that we'll uh, talk and just the role that faith plays in a lot of these topics, I think is one we'll, we'll explore and, and definitely more into that that chasm that continues to just become bigger and bigger between, you know, you you have poor, you have kind of poor, you don't have a middle class anymore. I,
0: okay, so you, you have like the broke. I can be broke. Okay, broquet. And the broke. Broke. You can be broquet. broke. It's, you know, it's, it's like a whole different, broke. Yes. you know? Oh uh, yeah. There's so many variations. You're right. Yeah, but then you have rich and then you have ultra rich and ultra wealthy. And, and that
2: 1% that we I don't see myself ever becoming near that one person. You know who they all are. Those those are the ones that scare me because I'm like, who are you? And what role are you playing in our society right now? And how you, because we're also kind of conspiracists out here sometimes once in a while, but There, there is a lot to sort of discuss and see. But, you know, if you all that are either watching or listening have any thoughts or have any ideas around other conversations or topics to continue exploring that kind of feed into this selfishness of America, please let us know. You can comment uh, on our YouTube channel. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Um, just, you know, contact us and let us know uh, your thoughts on it. Because yeah, as, as I'll say again, there's just so many things that have branched out Uh, from these conversations that I'm like thinking of like future conversations to circle back and have Uh, but any final thoughts Martina
0: no I agree with uh everything you have said to wrap us up again people please even if you don't agree you know we always say that you don't have to agree with us because we don't always agree with each other um and you know as long as you are uh respectful about what you have to say we would love to hear it again you may think America's not selfish. I would love to know more about it. Maybe you see something I don't see. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, because I don't know everything. Um, and so one, you know, one reason we got this platform is because we want to share our ideas with you all, but we want you all to share your your ideas and comments and suggestions with us as well. So if I say any more, we're gonna run into two hours. So that's it for me.
2: Hmm? Well, thank you. Uh for listening, thank you for joining us um, on this on today and, and listening, but we'll uh come back with uh, some more conversations, some more topics, and we look forward to to hearing your thoughts and your comments uh on this one and future videos and and podcasts so thank you again and we will either talk to you or see you soon.